This is Dr. Berg. Carson's still been gone for the last week. I'm gonna cover all his ships. I don't want to scrub in by myself. But, but, I've been going through this awful office trying to figure out any semblance of a clue on whether he's fled the country or, God forbid, killed himself. But I think I might have stumbled upon something here that could shed some light on where he's been. Ugh, that lily-livered Carson. With so much out there to distract us It's no surprise That something came along to shift our gears So let's switch tracks cause Everything's great, nothing is wrong Winifred liked to smoke sometimes, although Ernest did not. He enjoyed watching her, though, but worried when she coughed or got winded running, or her chest tightened up on her and she got the spins. Once he took her to the hospital against her will, because she kept on complaining of her hacking cough, he thought it might be the grip. Although she kicked and screamed, they sat in the waiting room together while she ranted about how they couldn't afford a doctor. It's my own fault. She stomped and stormed. I'll quit smoking right now if you just let me go home. I just want to go home. Not if you're gonna cough all night. How will I sleep? I won't cough. I won't. I'm not sick enough to... (coughs) (coughs) To be here. This is where sick people go to die, darling. I'm fine. I just had a bit of a coughing fit. Now please, please, baby, let's go home. He crossed his arms. She threw hers up in the air and collapsed into a waiting room chair, heaving and coughing in another spell. You won't quit smoking. You enjoy it too much. And really, why would I ever tell you what to do? Winifred smiled weakly at him before hacking up an impressive amount of phlegm onto the floor by his shoes. Then she started to cry a little, not because of the phlegm, but because he was so concerned for her. And all she had done was fought with him over it. She really wished that she did have the money to see a doctor so she could have him not worry about her a moment longer. I'll make a deal with you. Winifred's head popped up alert and saw a wicked smirk on his face. Her eyes widened with the prospect of escape. I'll get us a taxi homebound this very instant if you do one thing for me. You must promise to do it, though, or we are staying here and seeing a medical doctor about x-raying that lovely little chest of yours. How about it? She blushed a hint before answering. I'll do it. Anything. What? Let's go home. She stood up. Not so fast, baby. You must punch me directly in the face. Preferably on the mouth or the brow rather than the nose, but it's your pick. And in the ear, that doesn't count. And as hard as you can. No cop-outs. I know you're only a girl physically, but you're a slugger at heart. Ernest was pleased with himself. Her heart sank. Oh, but I couldn't. I can't hurt you, Ernie. No, never. I could not. She bit her lip. Oh, this is just silly. Why can't we just go home? Now, darling, you promised. He hugged her and sat back down across from her, trying to look her in the eye. No punch, then the doctor. Punch, then we go home. If you're well enough to try, that is. He crossed his legs and thought about what a fine job he had done. No, Ernie, please, but... 
Oh, you. She got up and paced a bit, blushed some more. She took a drink of water for a sip, sat back down, got up, paced. She coughingly muttered the words, No, and home, and Urgh! a few times, all the while clenching and unclenching her fists. She sat down. A woman down the hall approached and called Winifred's name. Winifred stood, Ernest sat. She took a few steps toward the hall, then turned to look at him. He smiled, and she held open her arms for a hug. He squeezed her tight, then released her and closed his eyes, only for a second to go in for a kiss. She punched him so hard the nurse in the hall dropped her clipboard. Square on the mouth! Bless your soul! He grabbed her hand and ran towards the exit. She waved goodbye to the nurse. Taxi! Taxi! We need to hightail it out of here! There's a brawl about to break out in there! There were no taxis in front of the hospital because it was an emergency room drive-up, but on the corner of the street there was one and they hopped in. Ernest rubbed his jaw a while. Did I hurt you, darling? Her lips trembled and her brows knitted uncomfortably. No, not at all, baby. I just hope my ugly mug didn't hurt your piano hand. He cupped her hands in his. She had never played a piano in her life. Dirt caked onto the street-facing front windows of their modest apartment. It had been unusually windy, and all the city dust just kept getting everywhere. Under the rug, the hems of coats, even Winifred's mauve pillbox hat. When Ernest scratched at his ankle, still wet from a shower, new city grime had already stuck and came up under the nail. He flicked it at the floor, much to the thrill of the cat. It's such a waste of salt, Ernest muttered as he needed. You never eat all of your pizza crusts. Here, all this delicious homemade dough, complete with our donations from our potted friends Basil and Rosemary, and you leave the edges of the crust, just eat the fatty bits. You know how I get full too quick. She frowned and pinched him a bit. You know you could eat the crusts I leave, but you say I get my spit all over them, so I throw them at the birds. Yeah, at least the birds like them. Lucky birds. He wouldn't eat her crust because he knew it reminded her of her father. I wasn't ever allowed to leave the table until my plate was clean, she had told him. Daddy loved to eat. All the time he'd say, There's starving children in China. Or, What does that have to do with the war in China? And I don't even think there was a war in China back then. She laughed, but she still didn't get it. Ernest laughed too, but he knew better. You miss him, don't you? He patted her hand when he said it. He would put his hand on her neck, too, if he didn't know that that made her feel itchy like she was wearing a turtleneck. He wanted to put his hand on the back of her neck because it was nice and long and soft, but he wouldn't. Not when he asked her about her father. She just nodded and let him pat her hand. Someday she would thank him. Nobody else had ever asked. Ernest, tonight I remembered that night, when they told me that all you cared about was playing games, that night when I got toasted until I was burnt. Riled up past the hurt, all I have to say is, I believed in something beautiful. Now, I may not have my pride, but at least I still have my virtue. Erstwhile yours, yours, Winifred. Winifred. What happened, Carson? 
did you do? What's this? A matchbook fell out of the last page. For the rook and whistle. I know Carson's a drinker, but I've only ever known him to go to the mangled bullfighter and the golden steamer. And I guess the brass sovereign and the plow and misery and but <clears throat> this could be a lead. I'll go there and see if anyone's heard anything. Berg out.